During this month of November, we remember in a special way the holy souls, all the faithful departed. And we pray for our beloved deceased during this month. We place the envelopes on the altar and we remember all your intentions and all your beloved deceased. Each of us here has been touched by the death of a loved one. And when someone we love dies, we want to feel some consolation particularly in the promise of eternal life that the Lord gives us. You know, people too, our friends and family, they come to us to console us. They want to console us. You know, the truth is, though, sometimes people say things to us to console us that aren't very consoling, or they say things that actually aren't true about heaven, about eternal life. We may have even said these things ourselves. You know, in the gospel today, the Sadducees don't really understand. They don't get it. They don't understand. They don't believe in the resurrection of the dead. They don't understand eternal life, the promise of eternal life. They're, they have misunderstandings about it. So I want to take a few moments to clarify what I believe are some misconceptions, some misunderstandings that we may have about eternal life, about heaven. There are things that you maybe have said, and I've probably said them in my life too. I'm not saying this to make anyone feel bad. I'm just saying it to help us understand what's true. You know, I've heard some beautiful eulogies spoken at funeral masses, words of remembrance that a family member says, uh, beautiful words about the loved one and about eternal life. But to be honest, I've heard some cringe-worthy eulogies as well, some really, really bad things, because some people say things that aren't true. So I just want to clarify some things about what we believe. So, for example, you may have said, or you may have heard it said to you when someone you love died, that God needed another angel. That's the reason Aunt Mary died, right? Aunt Mary died because God needed another angel to be with him. Well, there are two mistakes there. One, God doesn't need anybody. He's perfect. And when we die and we go to be with the Lord, we don't add anything to God's perfection. In fact, we are perfected in eternal life. We are perfect with him. So God doesn't need us. When we die, it's simply because we live in a fallen world. We live in a sinful world. We live in a world where there's sin and sickness and disease and death. It's part of our human life. But he doesn't need us. We need him. And when we go home to be with him, we are perfect. And we are made perfect in God's presence. The second mistake is we don't become angels when we die. We don't become angels. Remember, in this gospel, Jesus says we become like angels, but we don't become angels. Angels are distinct beings who have an angelic nature. We're human beings. We have a human nature. Angels were created by God to worship him. They have an angelic nature. We will be with the angels, but we don't become angels. So we don't, God doesn't need us, and we don't become angels when we die. That's the first thing to clarify. Another thing that you maybe have heard said uh, when a loved one dies, and again, maybe you've said it yourself, something to the effect that, well, Uncle Joe is causing lots of problems in heaven. He's wreaking havoc up there. Uncle Joe's making a mess in heaven. It's just, he's just his normal self up there. 
Well, no, Uncle Joe's not causing problems in heaven, <laughs> right? Heaven is perfect. There's no sin in heaven. There's no chaos. There's no trouble. Yes, there's joy, eternal joy, beyond our imagination. But Uncle Joe's not causing problems in heaven, right? He can't sin. There's no such thing as sin in heaven. There's no imperfection. Only eternal perfection, eternal peace, eternal joy with the Lord. Another issue, and by the way, I really wish this one is true, this next one I'm gonna mention, because I loved, loved, loved my grandmother's meatballs. Loved my grandmother's meatballs. So they say, well, Nani, feeding heaven with all those meatballs she's making up, and you know what, Nono or Grandpa or whatever, he's probably getting a little buzz drinking with his buddies, right? That's, so we say these things, right? Neither are true. <laughs> now, I'm not saying there's not food and drink in heaven. There possibly could be. There possibly could be. After Jesus rose from the dead in his glorified body, he ate. He ate fish with the disciples. But food and drink is not necessary in eternal life for our sustenance. We don't need food and drink in heaven because we are already perfect. We're already perfect, there, we, and we can't die. See, the point that I'm making is, when we say things like this, and believe me, sometimes we say them in jest, and that's okay. We say them to be humorous, and I do the same thing. I said when my dad died that my mom was no longer in peace, right? <laughs> right? Now, I know that's not true, but we say these things because it's, it's, we want to make light of, 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 of death. We want to bring humor to the situation. But what we need to be careful is that we don't project our human experiences and our human thinking on eternal life, on heaven. I think sometimes we make the mistake of thinking that heaven's just going to be a little nicer than here, but basically the same. That's not the truth. What the Lord has prepared for us is beyond our imagination. It's beyond imagining. We cannot conceive of the joy and the happiness and the peace that God has prepared for us. And the beautiful thing is, it will all be made new, that we will be in a new heaven and a new earth. When Jesus comes again, we will have bodies, by the way, at the resurrection of the dead. Our bodies will be raised. They will be glorified bodies. We will be body and soul in eternal life. And there will be a new heaven and a new earth. And what we, the joy that we experience here is nothing, nothing compared to the joy and the happiness and the peace that we will have in eternal life if we live our lives in fidelity to the Lord. I want to say a word about purgatory because, again, in this month of November, we pray for the holy souls. And I write about it in my bulletin column this weekend. I think purgatory is often a misunderstood doctrine by Catholics. Uh, a lot of times I think Catholics are afraid to think that their loved one might be in purgatory. They're thinking that's a... It's just bad, right? If, if my loved one's in purgatory, it's a bad thing. It's not bad. Purgatory is not eternal. Purgator purgatory is that place of final purification where we, where we are purified to enter into God's holy presence, right? So any soul in purgatory will be in heaven. That's the truth. And so purgatory is not bad, right? We pray for our loved ones so that they will be, receive the help of our prayers. That's why we offer masses for our loved ones. We offer masses for them to pray for the repose of their soul. I pray 
for my parents. Every single Mass I celebrate, I pray for my parents. I hope my parents are in heaven. I, I believe that they are, but they could be in purgatory. At least my dad, I think, probably. <laughs> but if my mom has anything to say about it, right? I pray for my parents in every Mass because if they are in purgatory, if they need that final purification, I want to assist them with my prayers, right? Please, and I write this in the bulletin, when I die, if I die before you, pray for my soul, right? Offer lots of Masses, sacrifice for me because I know there's a good chance I will be the last one out. <laughs> But purgatory is not bad, so we have, to, we have to change our thinking to remember that. So these are just some clarifications I wanted to talk about because the Sadducees didn't get it right, and I think a lot of times as Catholics, we don't get it right. What we need to believe is that eternal life with the Lord is beyond anything we can conceive. It's beyond anything we can conceive. The happiness and the joy and the peace is beyond anything. And so we pray that the Lord will convict us of that truth today and that our deepest desire, our deepest desire, that we will spend our lives trying to live in holiness so that we can attain the promise of eternal life.